0: This is Gary Nelson. Welcome to Gaz's Corner Podcast at com. Today's topic is May Your Projects Never Be Late Again Secrets from a Road Trip. How do you make sure your project's complete on time? When you set a deadline, you're supposed to communicate it to, to everyone, right? Then, presumably, the entire team will work towards that date, vendor and client alike, to make it happen. Well, that's usually what happens on most projects. You may be a little late on some target dates, a little early on others, but generally all of you are working towards the same dates and hopefully the same priorities. But what about when it doesn't work out and deadlines are missed repeatedly? Certainly, you can apply contract penalties to a vendor, but that does not always help to achieve the desired effect of getting finished on time. What do you do if it seems like the part of your team is disregarding your schedule? What if they seem to have a different sense of timing altogether, no matter how clearly you communicate the priorities and the schedule? This can be particularly problematic as you near the end of the project, when there's a lot left to get wrapped up. People may be getting tired and losing focus, but you need to keep them delivering right up to the end. Tempers may flare, relationships may suffer, and you can end up with an even bigger mess in your hands if you're not careful, with little to show for your product as you near that all-important deadline. All the while, the clock is still ticking. A family friend was plagued with this problem for many years until he figured out the secret. He not only found out a way to keep a very important, chronologically challenged team member and stakeholder happy, but he also managed to bring things back on schedule time and time again. So how did he do it? Does anybody really know what time it is? Time, they say, is relative. This is particularly true when you're on holiday, and especially so when you take a road trip to see family and friends. The clock seems to have its own independent pace, or at least you don't care much about it until it's time to leave. Then the clock suddenly grabs your attention again and you have that familiar feeling of pressure, of time, weighing down on you. The problem is, this time pressure often only seems to be affecting you. The rest of the team are still in holiday mode, clocks switched off and hidden from sight. Getting there may have been half the fun, but the going home part may not seem that fun at all, so why should they even think about it? However. You still need to get them moving. It's time to go. Real life beckons, and you have no choice to get them refocused and prepare them for the last leg of the road trip. There's a lot to do and not much time, so we'll spell it out as we go. Let's get started. For our road trip, we need to consider the following. R. Report noun, a close and harmonious relationship in which the people or groups concerned understand each other's feelings or ideas and communicate well. When you start out on your project or on your journey, you need to have a common vision and purpose. Simply put, you need to communicate and understand where you are all trying to go and what you're planning to achieve. If one of you heads out the back door instead of getting into the car, you've got a problem before you even put the keys in the ignition. On a project, this is achieved by clearly articulating the vision and desired outcomes. Ideally, the project sponsor or a key stakeholder communicates the message to the project team, but failing that, the project manager should take on the task. If logistics permit, try to have everyone together in the same room at the same time. The project kickoff is an ideal opportunity for this. When you share the vision with the full team early into the project, it eliminates a lot of potential misunderstandings. The team also gets to meet each other, some for the first time, and they will begin to develop a sense of rapport that will carry them through the project, even if they work at a distance from each other most of the time. This sense of rapport will also help you push through to the end, particularly if the core team is around for the full duration of the project. When I was 12, friends of our family, and the two boys came to stay with us for a week-long visit. We lived in a small town at the time, with not a lot generally going on, so visits from family or friends were kind of a big deal. How small was the town? Well, under a thousand, unless you added the dogs and cats, so really not much going on compared to a big city. Our friends had lived in the town for several years, and we would become close. The two boys were best friends with my younger brothers, being closer in age to each other. They had moved down to Vancouver the year before, so we were all looking forward to the visit. They arrived in their car late one summer afternoon. We helped them unload their car, and the visit began. Kids first played in the house, then in the yard, and the noise carried on down the street, friends reconnecting and just having fun. The adults caught up on recent events, chatting for a while in the kitchen, and the conversation moved out to the backyard. The swatting of mosquitoes struck a counterpoint to the sizzle of hamburgers and steaks grilling on the barbecue. The conversations went on late into the evening, well after the younger kids were supposed to be in bed. Oh, Organize the team. Once you know where you're going and what you need to do, you'll need to organize the project team to get the job done. Depending on your project, this may be a small internal team or a large distributed team involving multiple vendors, business units, and teams spread across the planet. You need to organize the project team and assign tasks from the outset, but this is only half the battle. Managing the return journey or the final leg of the project can require some special handling. Some people may not want it to end and may drag their feet in producing those final deliverables. Incidentally, this common drag your feet mentality may be also the reason for the 20-80 rule. For example, the last 20% of the project can seem to take 80% of the effort. Throughout the visit, the adults visited and kids played from sunup to sundown. Everyone enjoyed themselves and the time they spent together. A week can seem like a long time, but it's far too short when you're having fun visiting. However, as with all visits, it was finally coming to an end. The night before they were to leave, the visiting father announced their schedule for the morning. He stressed that he didn't want to leave late, as they had a long drive ahead of them. We need to get up early, have breakfast, and get packed up quickly so we can all be on the road by 10 a.m., he said firmly. His wife nodded. The boys sighed. We need everyone helping so we can get out of here on time. A. Act on the plan When you have the vision, the team and your plan, you need to put it into action. Otherwise, it's all just a nice theory and pretty Gantt charts on the wall. Plain and simple. You just need to get to work. And follow the plan. Sounds simple, right? In the morning we all got up early and had breakfast. Once the suitcases were packed, my younger brothers and the two other boys shot out the back door for a last chance to play before they had to leave. They made the most of it, tearing up and down the street some riding on bicycles while the others were running along behind. Inside the house the adults were chatting. Well, at least the two mothers still were. I was outside with the men, helping them carry the suitcases and bags out to the car. After nudging one suitcase a little tighter into the pile, the visiting father walked back up to the front door and called up into the house. Hurry up, dear, we need to get going. We want to make it to the hotel before dinner. Just another minute, was the reply. D. Decide what is actually important. Not everything in your project is important, well, not of equal importance anyway. There will be different sets of priorities as you work through the project and as a result not all relationships will go smoothly. At times, some people will disagree with your priorities or simply rub you the wrong way. The key thing is to think about what is most important in each situation before you react. What's the most important thing, the schedule, the deliverable, or the relationship? He grunted as he lifted the next pair of suitcases and then walked towards the car. I grabbed a smaller suitcase and followed behind. He set down the suitcases and looked at his watch. Reading it upside down, I could see it was five minutes to ten. He seemed pretty relaxed, though, which surprised me. My father had told me that his friend hated to be late and really got grumpy about it. The odd thing was, he didn't look grumpy or annoyed at all. More curious than polite, I just straight out asked him. Why aren't you grumpy? He raised an eyebrow. Why would I be grumpy? Because Dad said you don't like to be late, I replied. T. Tactics Dealing with people is hard, especially when they're not doing what you want them to be doing. It takes a lot of effort to communicate, manage expectations, reshare the vision and priorities, reset expectations, communicate some more, only to find they're still not complying, or simply not getting it. It can be extremely frustrating. But you have to be smart about how you approach it, rather than just acting on your frustration. You may simply need to employ different tactics. If you can't solve the problem head-on, try and approach it from a different angle." He gave me a little smile. I used to get grumpy when we would go on trips. The first few years we were married, I got very frustrated whenever we were trying to leave. My wife would always want to have a little more time to visit or look around, no matter what I did or said. He lifted a suitcase into the back of the car. At first I decided I would just start packing up early and load the car myself to give her more time to visit. That way she'd be, hopefully feel she had visited enough and would know it was time to go when I finished packing the car. R. Reflect. Action is not everything. Sometimes you need to take a step back and look at the situation or the project from a distance. When you're in the thick of things it can be hard to look at the big picture. You need some time to reflect on a regular basis. Little inspiration actually happens while you're sitting at our desk, slogging away, focused on the small details. You may have already noticed that your best ideas happen when you're taking a short break during a walk around the block, or simply on the way to the water cooler, or stepping out to get a coffee. If you find you're getting stuck on a problem or getting all worked up about it, you need to get up, stretch, and take a short break away from your work area. This applies equally to the project problems and people problems. Take a break and some time to reflect on the issue. It will be time well invested." He picked up the second suitcase and stuffed it into the back of the car. Unfortunately it didn't work. I would end up doing most of the work to pack up and she still kept visiting long after I had finished packing the car. We would always end up leaving late and we would often argue in the car once we got driving down the road. He looked at me. Let me tell you, you don't want to make your wife angry, even when you think you're right. It's not worth it," he warned. I. Innovate. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Quote from Thomas H. Palmer One key to success is to not keep doing the same things over and over again. One definition of insanity is where you repeat the same thing over and over again but expect different results. If what you're doing is not working, try again, certainly, but try something else. You may just need to try to apply a small tweak, or you may need to come up with something truly different. One key difference between a project problem and a people problem is you can try variations on a theme with a project problem as much as you like. However, if you try that with people, it's seldom successful. They will soon see through your repeated feeble attempts to get them to change, and more than likely get annoyed with you and become even more resistant to your efforts. You need to be truly innovative, and you may eventually realize you can't change other people, but you can change you and your approach to things. He took the suitcase from my hand and put it on top of the other two. But now it all works out. She gets to visit, I solo the car, and we all leave happy. How did you do that? I asked as he closed the back of the car. I finally got smart. I realized she would never change. She would always want to have the last few minutes of visiting. After all, it would be months or even a year before we would see our friends again. I finally learned the secret," he winked. Kids love secrets. What is it? What What, what was it? P. Plan for delays. No project runs perfectly to all parts of the original schedule. You need to allow for some slippage for underestimation of task effort. When you build your plan, you will factor in all of the things you know and probably a lot of assumptions. You will also likely include people factors into your estimates as well. For example, if we are able to get Bob in that part of the project, we'll be able to get that done in X weeks. But if we had James, it would take a couple weeks longer because he has less experience. It's bad practice to always try to design for the best-case schedule. You may not be able to get Bob or James or even your third pick. If you need to bring in somebody new, it may even take 2x to get the job done. Instead, design for a realistic schedule, taking into consideration the potential resources and the level of risk in your project. Don't make it too lean or too padded, but you need to plan for a few inevitable delays. You may also want to introduce additional deadlines ahead of the important ones, in order to identify potential delays early." He leaned down close to me and whispered, "'I gave her a different departure time than we actually needed to leave. If we need to leave at noon to get to the next stop in time, I will tell her we need to leave no later than 10 a.m.' He stood up, still speaking quietly. That way, she gets to visit a little longer, and we still leave a little early according to my schedule. When we finally get in the car, everybody's happy, and she feels just a little bit guilty about being late. However, I am smotting inside of being grumpy. There are no more arguments in the car about leaving late. Summary If history has shown that a particular project resource or vendor is habitually late, you may need to take extraordinary measures to ensure they don't impact your bottom line project deadlines. The reasons behind the lateness can vary widely from misinterpreting your final deadlines as their delivery deadlines or a misaligned set of priorities. Proactive communication is always your best tool, but if they are late in delivery time after time and they appear unlikely to change behavior, you need to take a step back and look beyond the project norms. It might only be used as a last resort but in cases like this you may need to have two sets of deadlines the set you share openly for them to deliver to you and the real final secret or internal deadlines that you're responsible to deliver to your sponsor. In the end you have to do what it takes to make sure you can deliver your project on time. He winked. Of course, I still have to act a little grumpy to hurry them into the car, or we really would be late. But you have to promise me you won't tell her the secret, or it won't work anymore. I still haven't told her, although if she listens to this, the cat is finally out of the bag. Of course, it's been well over thirty years since then, so she just may have already figured it out by herself. Good luck with your projects, enjoy the road trip, and may all your projects complete on time however you need to define your schedule. This has been Gary Nelson, and thank you for listening to Gaz's Corner Podcast at podcast.gaz'scorner.com. If you'd like to read any articles, they're available at Gaz's Corner blog at www.gaz'scorner.com. You can also learn about my project management books at www.gaz'sguides.com and the Project Kids Adventures series for children ages 8 to 12, where children can learn the basics of project management through fun, full-length novels. The Project Kids Adventures website also offers free resources and downloads for parents, children, and teachers. Thanks, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.